Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Game by Show podcast. My name is LeGrand Jolly, your host, joined as always with my co-host, Jeremy Lamont. Hello, Jeremy. Hey. Hey, LeGrand. How are you doing? Hey, I'm me too. doing okay. Hey, Jared's here too. Hey, Jared. Hey. I was going to get to you, man. I know, but I just got really excited because, uh, you know, it's the Game Bite Show. Uh-huh. It is. Uh-huh. Everybody get hyped uh-huh. for this. Whoa, hype. Yeah. Dude, I'm so hyped right now. You sound hyped. Totally have video games to talk about. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all over this. <laughs> What's new? Anything new in the world of you guys? Uh, I, I had a trip to Denver this week. I was there for 12 hours, and then I came home. No, I was there for less than 12 hours, 11 hours. You know what? That's, That's cool. A- that's 11 hours, <laughs> too many. No, 11 hours, not enough to Denver. We love you, Denver. Next door to us here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Denver's cool, man. I flew to Denver, and we had a meeting, and I had a meeting with this company for two hours, and then we went to lunch for two hours, and then we walked to a gym. I worked out for an hour, and then we took a, an Uber to the airport and flew home. It was sweet. Oh, that anyway. right. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a, it's, I like the little short day trip, especially, yeah, they're fun. Anyway. I checked out Twitter people. a little That's bit. That's it. You know. You're on Twitter yeah, today? Just kind of checking out Twitter and just kind of tweeting, doing some tweets. Me and me and your wife had some conversations today. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. She she wants me to go to Lollapalooza with her next year instead of you. <laughs> I don't Whoa. I don't blame her. I don't blame I'm her. I'm making that up. I, I, will, uh, <laughs> I will tap my toe, but when people tell me to put my hands up and, you know, I'll, like, twiddle my finger around in the air, that's about as high energy as I get for those kinds of events. No, I was, I've been listening to the new Green Day album, which is fan-freaking-tastic, yeah. and your wife agreed with me. Yeah, it is, it is good. And I was like, I was like oh, oh, so Jeremy does like Green Day. Green Day is actually one of the, the best performances I think I've ever seen live. I've seen Green Day live exactly once, and it was very good. It, it, it is was after September, ago. so I guess he's awake. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that whole album, the whole new album is, like, fantastic. Every single song is, like, really good. Anyway, but enough uh, 90s rock talk. We should talk video game shop. You're a poet, and you didn't even know it. That's amazing. <laughs> that was, like... No more rhymes now. Snaps. I mean it. Does anybody want a peanut? That was only slightly <laughs> painful, in fact. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. I've got I've got new video games to talk about. We've already about. talked about World of Warcraft. But first, <laughs> a Diablo 3 update. Diablo, Diablo 3. 3 update. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Legion. Nah, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about a brand new game that is new as of a week ago? A week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? That game is none other than Gears of War 4. Oh. Now the yeah. question is, is it on PC or is it on Xbox One? I do not own an Xbox One. I'm happy to say that I really wish I could have played all of the other Gears of War games with a mouse and keyboard because it's way better. Huh. Right? Am I right, Jared? Am it's I almost right? as if it's like the best input device for uh, shooters ever. Dude, it's Forever. so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, I picked up Gears of War 4. I basically, like the day it came out, I had like a really crappy day. And I kind of wanted to just chainsaw some dudes. <laughs> I just kind so of wanted to thicken my neck. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so it's got a lot of that. But it's a, it's really, really good. It's built on the Unreal Engine 4, the new, the latest iteration of all of that stuff. And right. it looks incredible. It is so awesome looking. It looks so good. Like... I don't know. Gears of War 1 was the game that I bought my Xbox 360 to play. Like, the day I bought my Xbox 360, I bought Gears of War 1, and I played it a lot. And I played a lot of Gears 2, and I've 
played through the single player campaign of Gears Three, and so you could say I am I am a fan of the Gears of War series. Um, I actually read a couple of the books as well, and this game kind of opens up, and it, it's really cool because uh, they give you kind of flashbacks, and it's a completely new. I mean, there's the world that exists, and there's the cogs, and then there's the locust that was like the big battle that happened on Emergence Day, and when they came out of the ground, and all that type of stuff. Right. And um, but this game kind of is a. Uh, it starts out, and it gives you like you have like a little prelude, and you play or a little prologue, and you play through like three little mini, like five or ten minute episode things, where it kind of gives you a flashback to what what happened before uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and you play like through a, one of the pivotal battles um, in like the pendulum wars that happened before emergence day. And then you pay, you play on uh, on emergence day, but you're playing like as the generic soldier. And then you play through a little piece of the day when Marcus Phoenix destroyed the locusts um, at the end of gears of war three. And you play on that, but you play on a, as a perspective from the perspective of a, a normal soldier. And that kind of gives you, it kind of fills in the background. And I think the reason why they did that is because, um, a new generation of gamers is going to be discovering gears of war for the first time. Not only a, because the game's kind of old, you know, gears one came out, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Uh, yeah. and 2006. Yes. Yeah. So 10 years ago. And, um, it's on PC really for the first time in a mainstream way. I mean, I know that Gears of War One was on PC, and I believe they released the Ultimate Collection or Gears of One Remastered or whatever recently on PC. Um, but uh, this game is kind of as much as it's in the universe of Gears of War, it does not really require knowledge of the other three games to play it. Um, it opens up with you, and you're playing as uh, Marcus Phoenix's son. Marcus Phoenix being the uh, the lead main character that you controlled in the other other three Gears of War games. I know there was like another Gears of War game, right? I never played Judgment. Gears of War Judgment. Yes. Yeah, I never played that one. I only played the three main ones. But uh, so you're playing as Marcus Phoenix's son, and um, you're kind of like a rebel dude, and you're like uh, out of the. You're not. You used to be part of Cog, the you know, the military faction, but now you're not. And um, it's basically a story of. You know what happens after a crazy war like, um, you know, the ha- what happened in the Gears of War trilogy, and what happens after that. And so basically, the world is rebuilding itself. Um, you go through a scene where you're walking through a hospital, and the female character with you is. You have to walk through like the nursery ward where all the babies are delivered. And, and... tell me, it's playing Mad World or something like that. Yes. No, none, yes. Of, none of that. <laughs> it is in all but, of our uh, heads. There's like this whole there's like this whole campaign going around to like rebuild society and to repopulate the world because you know lots of people were killed uh, during the the conflicts that were happening and there's an overarching body of, of a political you know government that's kind of running the show and uh, come to find out they're they're kind of they're kind of nefarious and have other plans um, anyway and that leads into the storyline but eventually you end up uh, running into um, having to go to Marcus Phoenix for help so. Um, JD has to go. His name is JD. That's the main character's name in this game. Marcus JD Phoenix. He has to go back to the estate and find his dad because he needs some help from his dad. And man, you know, Marcus Phoenix is a a pretty rad character from the other Gears of War games. Like he's you know big hulking brute marine dude who's kind of gruff, doesn't give a Damn. shit about anything, and just wants to wants to fight you know and kill Swarm. And you know at the, at the very beginning of Gears of War one, he's actually in prison. You know, and they get him out of prison so that he can help fight because he's such a, you know, a good soldier or whatever. Um, and you find him in this, and he is like that guy, but 
pissed off that guy even more because he's 30 years older. You know, the government's kind of corrupt and he's kind of, you know, secluded himself in his mansion and he's just an angry, pissed off old man. Um, and it's playing Mad World in there all the time. And Mad World comes on and it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's it's so cool, man. Like Gears of War 4 is so awesome. It feels so good to play that game. Um, and not so much, I mean, the combat is good. The gameplay is good, but... The world is cool. The The banter between the characters as they walk around is really fun and entertaining. As soon as you get Marcus, a Phoenix, rolling around with you, uh, it's even better because there's this constant just little quips between him and his son. And um, you, you've come to find out that they aren't really on good terms, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just a really cool feeling game. The gameplay is virtually the same as it has ever been. They've added a few things that kind of streamline... Um, some of the movement uh, with the roadie run and, you know, vaulting over obstacles and things like that. Active reload. Gears of War, active reload still exists. And uh, Gears of War is basically the game that kicked off the deluge of third-person shooters, if you remember from the last generation. Cover shooters, That has continued on into into this generation. Third-person cover shooters. Like, that was the the emergence, you know, the the big one that kind of made all that happen. And it's, it's still, in my opinion a really really good one of those and it's really really fun to play I, I haven't gone back and played the other gears of war games uh in a long long time like i played through the single player of gears of war 3 um on the xbox 360 i know several years ago but um yeah i don't know how well they hold up but this one plays really good and i don't think they've done much um to like you know push it push the envelope as far as the gameplay goes or anything like that goes but uh it runs really well it looks amazing on unreal engine 4 and runs really well on my computer it plays as good as any other third person game i've ever played uh, third person shooter i've ever played on my pc with a mouse and keyboard um, as well as like a mass effect 3 did or you know anything like that but you guys you guys play gears of war at all jeremy uh, yeah jeremy? I, I played the no. first one uh i played the first one all the way through to the end in fact it's the only xbox 360 game that i ever played co-op like when i had an xbox live gold subscription which i still do but it's the only game i've ever actually played with somebody uh and got all the way to the end of that played through the the campaign co-op basically uh and then i played the tutorial mission of gears of war 2 and kind of stopped uh gears of war 2 is really good that's probably my favorite of the three yeah um, i really like gears of war 2 I, uh, um, but I like this one more than all of that. This one's really fun. I never had a problem with it. Like, it was plenty fun, but I just found kind of the... Like, the, the, the thick-necked space marine yelling all the time. Like, it just kind of just kind of wore me down a little bit, I think. Yeah, I, I got into the game mostly from uh, the multiplayer. Like, I was first introduced to it um, at a land, you know, middle, little get-together. Uh, John Sloan, you know, a friend of the program. Friend of the show, John uh, Sloan. Yeah, John John Sloan. He he had a, like a he'd he'd have these big parties at his house where he'd invite a bunch of people over. We'd land all network all of our Xbox 360s together and we'd play Gears of War. And that's that's this was before I even had an Xbox 360. And that's where I was kind of introduced to the game. And I bought the game to play multiplayer Gears of War, and then ultimately ended up getting into the story and the characters and things like that. And and uh, I have not played any of the multiplayer, any of the horde mode. I mean, Gears of War is the game that invented horde mode as well. That's another thing that they brought to you know, gaming as a whole, like Gears of War 2 invented horde mode that you see everywhere now. That's every game has a horde mode or some sort of a co-op versus the AI waves of bad guys right. mode, right? Like Gears of War did that too. And it's, uh, I, I haven't tried that out yet. There's a whole competitive side of this that I haven't, I haven't played. Um, I haven't tested it out yet. There's, but there's lots of customization options and, you know, they've kind of gone further down that road this way. I know that they did a little bit of that in Gears of War 3, um, but it seems like they've kind of gone 
you know a little crazy with that but yeah i mean and and i know that they've already kind of are pushing like for esports with this game like i know mlg's kind of picked it up i think is what i saw oh really i had recently. no idea um huh. but yeah if you i think it's mlg mlg or what's the other big one um asl i can't no uh, uh esl 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 <laughs> So I have, yeah. I have kind of a question that we may not have the answer to, but there's this Play Anywhere initiative. So you own this game now on the PC and on the Xbox One. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we know if that, if the two platforms for multiplayer, are they playing together on competitive modes and stuff? Or is that, do, I, do we know? I, I doubt they would for competitive just because of the advantage that mouse and keyboard has over the weaker control scheme with the controller. Uh, I, I'm curious though if a co-op, because this is, this is running of course on the Xbox you know, I bought it through whatever Windows 10 store. I, you know, that's where I bought it from. Right. Um, downloaded it from there. Downloaded was it was like 80 gig download, man. It was Jeez. huge. Uh, and um, you got to get those four cubes. They take a lot of space. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if uh if you like had it on Xbox One, if you could play co-op at least or horde mode, you know, with your buddies on Xbox because it is. I mean, the app that you booted out from is called Xbox. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. all like. I mean, the way that Microsoft is kind of trying to position it is they're trying to make it all just one ecosystem. I know that if I did end up picking up an Xbox One, I would also own this digitally for Xbox One. Right. Uh, no cross-play for any competitive multiplayer whatsoever. Just co-op versus bots, campaign, and horde mode. So you can play cross-play with consoles, um, just not multiplayer because PCs would dominate all the console noobs. So It also has um, split-screen co-op on the PC. Oh, that's something. You so if I if I hooked up a uh, if I hooked up like a, my Xbox One controller to my PC, I would imagine I'd be able to play split screen co op on my tiny PC monitor. You know, yeah. that's cool <laughs> with somebody. So that's that's neat. That's something that you usually don't see on PC in PC gaming at all. But like I said, this is basically an Xbox game running on PC. This is the whole. I don't know what that whole unified platform was that Microsoft was working on. But right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Gears is awesome, man. It's a, it's a really good game. Are you gonna Are you gonna get to the end of it? What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, through Act Two out of five acts, and yeah, I'm I have I'm not slowing down. I, I really really liked. I played through all of Act Three last night, uh, or Act Two last night, excuse me. And um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. I I am interested to see where they go with the story, and I, I know it's just going to be ultimately, you know, there's another bad evil thing and. You got to right. shoot them a lot and chainsaw them in half and all that stuff is still super satisfying. So yeah, I look forward to keeping on playing it and finishing it up. And if I ever change my opinion of it, or if I get into the multiplayer or anything, I will let game by show fans uh, in on what I think of all that stuff. Oh yes. So, there you go. Very nice. That's cool. That's a good one. And I did not expect that it came from out, out of left field. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's go on to Jared. Jared likes to play games i think right i I, i've played i actually have played a totally new game that i've never talked about before or shown on the stream at all oh my goodness um i've been playing a little bit of RimWorld. so i don't know if you guys have seen this or heard anything about it so RimWorld is sort of a top down world that what you said RimWorld, yeah RimWorld. RimWorld. it's uh essentially it's a top down uh procedurally generated uh, survival game, I guess. So you you start off. You can kind of choose, you know, your scenario. If you're there's a few uh, basic ones that um, that are kind of there by default. Like you can be crash landed, so you get three survivors and some basic gear. 
you can be a rich guy who has come to this rim world completely on his own. So you start with one person, but are well equipped. And then, or you can be a tribe of the planet and you have many people, but uh, very low tech. So essentially you have these little people and, and the animation and everything is pretty basic. It's sort of got that kind of pixel pixelated graphics. Yeah, it looks like it's run on Unreal Engine 4 as well, you know. Learned yeah, a lot right? from Gears it's, of War 4 it's for this got, one. It's got, it's got like all of the shaders and bump maps and I don't know. <laughs> it's got some rad shadows. Look at those rad shadows. I'm looking at a video right now. Um, anyway. So, and, and you know, those shadows actually play an important part. So it, it is a survival game and essentially you are just trying to, I, I guess there is a way you can build a spaceship and get off of this rim world. Um, but it sort of touts this uh, dynamic storyteller concept, similar to, I, I want to say, similar to like Left 4 Dead, where they always said there's like this, you know, fifth player, quote unquote, fifth con- computer player kind of controlling um, what's happening in the background. So when, What do they call that? AI director. Yeah, AI, AI director, director is what yeah, they called it with that. Left 4 Dead. And this one, I think they call it the dynamic storyteller. And, and it's very similar in that you'll be you'll be kind of cruising you hit a nice patch and then something bad will happen and then something bad will happen on top of that like <laughs> that's slightly different you're like oh how is this and it just gets terrible i think at one point my guys were eating uh, they were starving and eating dead people that they had killed that had attacked them it was it was really grim really right. grim stuff <laughs> man sounds great yeah, so you have to collect resources. You have to meet, you know, the basic uh, human needs for survival of shelter and uh, food and warmth, things like that. And the people have moods, which are very powerful in the game. So as people's mood decline, like if they're sleeping on the floor or in the cold, etc., and so forth, or start to starve or eating corpses. Um, they'll start to have like mental breakdowns and those can be anything from they go on an eating binge to they're wandering sadly to they go berserk and start shooting everything in sight. Wow. So it's it's actually a lot of fun because, um, I mean, you know failure is coming just right around the corner. Right. Uh, so so it's, just, it's just sort of, it's just trying to control and manage the train wreck as best you can as you basically just go flying off the rails. So, so I've seen this compared uh, it, to Dwarf Fortress. I could see that comparison. It, it is much smaller sort of scale, sort of focus. So I think the colony I'm running now has six people in it. Uh-huh. And that's kind of built up over time. So you're not going to run like an empire. I, I mean, maybe you could if, if you're really good at the game. I, I don't know. But, uh, you, you know, it, it kind of focuses on a very small sort of sort of scale. Is it uh, multiplayer? Or are you playing multiplayer? Is no, other... I don't think. Maybe it has multiplayer. I haven't actually looked into that. I've been playing entirely single player. Uh, yeah, because is... you have no friends. Is that why? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh, no, it's it's actually probably some of the most fun i've had in gaming um since i've played uh the other game i'm going to talk about tonight <laughs> the most fun you've had in gaming since, since the other game the other game you're going right. to talk about that's right that i play all the time no. oh wait wait a minute so you're are you telling me that RimWorld is the best game of all time second best game of all time is that what you're saying maybe or... even better than undertale or whatever what is <laughs> What does recent even mean? Does that mean like the last week this is the best game you've played? Or is this like months or years or? What time is it? No. <laughs> no, it, it is actually really entertaining. Uh, it, it does capture that sort of 
beautiful chaos formula almost too well I, I don't know what they're what what what's wrong with these people they're they're doing it too good and it's very disturbing huh so I was looking here, and I guess a lot of this is based on, like, the depth of the personalities of the characters, I guess. I mean, I see a thing here where uh, not only can the characters have their own sort of mental status, but they can have previous relationships to each other, like... Yes. So so each, each character has a very detailed amount of stats. So there's some things some characters will not do at all, like, like there's a very terrible trait you can come across... At least I think so. Um, that some characters will not do any dumb labor, so they won't like haul goods. Like when you go to harvest plants, you have to you know grow the plants in the field uh, when they're at uh, oh the the ego fully. trait. Yeah, you go cut the cut the plants, and then you have to haul that. Like it's gonna just sit outside and rot unless you go put it in like a storage. You can build like a cooler, like a, a freezer to put your stuff in your food in. Uh, some characters won't do that at all. Some are better at doing research. Some are, you know, there, there's all of these stats that they can do. Some are really good at growing. Some have maybe bad at a skill, but they, they really, really love it, which means they'll get better at it more quickly than everyone else. Um, there's some people that refuse to do violence, so they won't, like, fight at all, which is also terrible when you get raided and you have an entire half year colony literally sitting on the sideline mm. <laughs> um and then they can develop relationships they can have relationships with each other already just uh, as as part of the character when it was created so you could have characters you know survive a crash near your colony or come in from another off map or they could start your colony if you started with three two of them could be brother or sister or uh you know ex-wife or you know, all, all kinds of different that sounds kind of gross yeah, well, so the game isn't real huge on, you're not, I, I feel like you're not truly trying to colonize the planet in the sense that you're trying to like create a civilization. Uh, you're essentially just trying to survive with the people that you have. So they can actually develop relationships with each other. And when, when that starts to happen, you can actually get two people that, you know, will develop like a romantic relationship and then you can go put like a two person bed in their room and they'll start and you can like have them sleep in the same room and stuff. And so oh. it's, it's really interesting the way the game kind of evolves. Um, and again, what happens when you push those two beds together, Jared? Whoa, <laughs> no, I just build a second, <laughs> I just build a second bed with two bed, two bed slots. Bunk on beds, it, you know what I mean? bunk beds, bunk <laughs> beds, bunk beds. <laughs> Um, like I'm big, I, I gotta be on top. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you have it. No, it's it's really interesting game. People can uh, develop feuds, and they will actually start like they'll get in like fist fights. <laughs> wow, and, and they'll get mad at each other. Um, it, it's really fascinating. People can you can tame animals, and people will develop bonds with those animals. And what happens if one of the one of your colonists uh, develops the Trump supporter trait? What happens then? Uh, then, I mean, you can you could capture them and put them in prison. Uh, no, but uh, you know, then if that animal dies, then they get a big, huge uh, mood penalty because you know their friend or whatever's gone. So, it's it's really interesting game. Lots of layers, lots of sort of uh, aspects that it covers, and it does a really good job at uh, touching on all of them. I think. Huh. That sounds neat. Cool, uh, man. How much sounds is that? Good. Do you know what the price is on that? It, Twenty it bucks. It says thirty dollars. Thirty bucks. It it's super popular, and I don't think it goes on sale like ever. Uh, it says there's like 
you can buy name in game pack or backstory in game pack. Does that mean you can like add your characters to the actual game? So it's, that that it's still sort of in that early access phase. So yeah, you can essentially buy in and get a few sort of perks by giving the developer essentially more money huh. for the same thing. So you can that? create like a character and put them in the game and then other people can like have that character. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you can rename, like, when you start with your characters, you can fully rename them. When the characters join your colony later, I, I don't believe you can change their first and last name, but you can change their nickname, which is what actually shows up in the game. So, I mean, you can kind of customize well, it as you go in. Well, there's like a $400 package you can buy for this you game. You should go buy Steam. it. <laughs> no, this I, is like I, the, this is like the Jeremy the Jeremy Lamont version that he wants to pick up. That's right. If this, if this were MechWarrior Online, I'd be I'd be getting this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, there are no mechs in this game, as far uh, as I can tell. Actually, there are like this robot race that are horrifying. Well, that seems all right. right. That, that seems like a three out of ten sort of game. Yeah, it's it's a it's a uh, really cool game. It's actually a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff that you kind of don't. I was building my colony in the mountain once and kind of mining into the mountain. I'm like, oh, this will be perfect. They'll be protected by a mountain. Uh, the mountain caved in, oh, and jeez, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> i mined the robot race out of the mountain once that was pretty bad <laughs> you dug too greedily and too deep wow. I, I dug too deep yeah. yes well what else have you been so playing what's this other game that's so awesome yeah uh so the other game i'm playing hasn't really had a bunch of changing but i actually saw speaking of esl that it was having some tournaments happening and it made me remember how much i really loved rainbow six siege so i started playing again yes um, this game is so good. It is I, like, so I, good. I played it like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, it is so good. It, I, I don't have to talk a lot about it. It hasn't changed much, um, and that's that's perfectly all right. That that is not. Did you play with the new Brazilian market. characters? Did you get those guys? I've played them. I've played them a little bit. I have all. I have all the characters so far, um, and they seem pretty cool. I still like the Canadian characters that got added the most of all. Yeah, the, the bear trap chick. The bear trap is really good. Mm-hmm. I like to put the bear traps under, like if, if it's a multi-floor, I like to put it under like the roof access because people a lot of times don't look for it there or under oh. a window. They'll jump through a window and land on it. That's pretty good too. Um, but yeah, and then if you just need some extra firepower, the guy with the underbarrel shotgun, the Canadian guy is pretty cool too. Yeah, that game, man, it still is awesome. I mean... It's a game that's going to be around, at least in our, in my circle of video game bros, for the foreseeable future. It's still played and is awesome. Yeah, it's it is a lot of fun. It's still a lot of fun with if you get. See, I don't really play with a group of people anymore. Um, uh, you used to. I don't know what happened. I know I used to. Are they still playing? I should I should get back in on that. You should. Um, but even if you get in a random pickup group where at least two or three of the people are talking, uh, it just. In, increases the fun you can have with that game by, yeah, absolutely uh, exponentially so it's super good uh definitely worth still checking out i think they have like a sort of starter package over on ubisoft store i think you pick it up for like 10 or 15 bucks oh man that's like that. that's it's worth it, like six times that yeah you should just buy it but if if you are anything into uh first person shooters that make you think it's it's really good yeah. Anyway, that's it. I just wanted to talk about how good it was. It hasn't, like, again, it hasn't really changed a whole lot, but uh, it's still worth playing, and you should still play it. Rainbow Six Siege, still good. Mm-hmm. Still good. 
Well, uh, the games that I've been playing, uh, actually, I'm going to riff a little bit off of what Legrand said about uh, Gears of War. Yeah, Gears of War. And it's Horde mode, uh, because I last, in fact, actually last week, I had talked about the Overwatch add-on, the new seasonal thing, which is the uh, Dr. Junkenstein's Revenge, I think it's called, and which is basically a Horde mode. And so I thought that I might as well follow that up with taking a look at the new Horde mode that they added to Battleborn this past week, uh, about as of the time of this recording, oh. less than a week ago. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about Battleborn's face-off mode, which is a free update to Battleborn, and uh, kind of neat. It's sort of a they listed as a as a competitive mode. Um, I had sort of been expecting it to be more of a PVE because it is basically a horde mode, but it is a competitive five versus five, so it's still uh, in the competitive side of things, and it still kind of has the elements of the the MOBA where you know of course those characters they level up with with XP and you get to unlock you if you remember there's the uh, you know the helix of their various abilities that you can kind of choose from and you still have those same mechanics where you don't want to be feeding the other team because it's it it is sort of uh, com- competitive but also PVE I guess so it's basically two competing teams against kind of a, a an ever-spawning horde. The thing is that the horde doesn't really come to you. Uh, the enemy characters in this are the Varelsi, which are sort of the interdimensional beings with their little face masks and things. And the goal of this is to kill as many Varelsi, as many AI entities as you can. They drop little masks, and, you know, the easier characters are maybe worth a little less, and the harder characters are worth a little bit more. Um, and then every once in a while, it'll actually t- teleport you to this trans-dimensional thing, kind of like the Varelsi do in Battleborn, and you get to fight a big giant one, and, you know, while you're fighting that, you also have to manage this other team that's kind of circling around, and you, you know, got to kind of watch the AI, but you also got to watch the other team. Uh, and then once you gather these masks, you don't actually get to keep those points until you bank them. Uh, in the middle of the map. So then there's the issue of trying to sort of puppy guard the the deposit box, I guess, so to speak, and you can kill people and take their masks. So if you kill another character, not only do you get the XP that feeds you and lets you unlock new abilities, but you also get the chance to steal the masks that they were carrying around. So, um... The uh, while you're doing this, of course, there are the shards in the game, which are sort of the in-game currency that you get throughout the levels. Uh, you can use those to either spawn Varelsi manually. Uh, so, like I said, they sort of spawn at these predetermined points on the map, or you can build these robots that uh, will will sort of come after you. The uh, I can't remember what they call them. They're like headhunters, I think, is what they call them. So they can also, you know, they'll go and attack the other team and kind of disrupt them and and you know cause problems and, and things like that. Um, and I actually had, you know, a decent amount of fun with it. I still am not very good at it. I still end up, you know, my big problem is I forget to teleport back and and restore my health. So I go running into battle with like a very little bit of health, even though my shields have, have, uh, you know, recharged. So I, uh, am not super great at it, but, uh, it is kind of neat that it is a, a free update. This actually came out alongside the first Battleborn DLC campaign item, Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion. I talked about it on the new releases at the top of the week, and uh, that is actually something that I think I might actually spend some money on. It's only $5, and I haven't played that yet, but I remember when I first played Battleborn, I kind of said, you know, I would play a few bucks. I'd pay a few bucks for... uh, you know, some some good uh, add-on story mode because I always felt like that was the you know the coolest thing about Battleborn was was that stuff. The multiplayer is all right, but it's not really my favorite thing to do. But uh, yeah, so if you are interested in something that is not simply the D, you know the regular lanes, 
uh, kind of concept and the creeps and those sorts of things. This is definitely much different from that. And as I as I mentioned, it's free. So if you have Battleborn, and I know at least five of you do, I think that's the current number of players right now playing Battleborn. Um, it's it's worth checking out. Um, you know, they've uh, also made some changes to matchmaking a little bit. I don't think you actually get to see the levels of the people that you're playing against, because I think there was kind of an imbalance issue. When, when your population of your game gets low enough, you don't really get a good mix of people playing at the same level, so I, I'm not sure that that makes a big difference other than just the familiarity that people have with it, and since this is new this week, uh, you could have a chance, you, listener, right now, could have a chance at dominating on Battleborn's face-off mode because it's just still brand new. Um, so just out as of this past Thursday. So I've been playing that, and, uh, you know, between that and Junkenstein, um, Junkenstein is pretty fun. I, I think I mentioned last week, but it does get a little bit samey, kind of. Like, I just sort of feel like since it's it's kind of scripted, um, it just feels like there's less variety than you might have with a mode like this. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like they're they're probably comparable. Uh, so face-off mode and, uh, and Battleborn. So you can try that out and uh, free to play right now. I, I still need to play the uh, Overwatch stuff, the Halloween stuff. Yeah, and, and you know what? The, the costumes are really cool in that. So I think the best thing about the Overwatch is that you are going to unlock some pretty cool skins, hopefully, if you get some loot boxes. Is, uh, is Battleborn free to play? Uh, Battleborn is not free to play. It's just that this DLC is free. It's a free add-on to Battleborn. Um, there have been oh. rumors that Battleborn is going to be free to play. And, and it is if 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 you're listening close to when this stream, uh, well, the sale actually ends in 12 hours. So by the time you listen to this, it's probably over. But it is actually on sale right now for 20 bucks. Oh, not bad, not bad. Uh, yeah, you, I'll I'll get this out early. So if you're a, a faithful listener, uh, you have a pretty good chance of getting in on that special deal for Battleborn. But uh, yeah, it, the rumor is that it will eventually go free to play, or that it may have some sort of uh, you know limited trial mode for for you know zero dollars or something like that. But uh, yeah, it would as, be as, smart of them to do that at this point. I think. I mean, they're still releasing content. They're still, they're still putting money in the game, but nobody's playing it. Like they're developing this stuff, but yeah, that's that's got to be rough. Like I, I don't want to. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, like I, I would play it if it was free. I'd probably check it out. Yeah, but. well, and you know, for a game like Evolve, remember that went free and you know spiked mm-hmm. its numbers, but even that only lasted for. I mean, it's definitely not sitting at the same numbers that it did when it first went to a, a free to play model. So, I don't know. Sometimes yeah. you you just gotta kind of decide. I think they probably have a, a built in commitment to the game for some certain amount of time, and uh, you know, eventually they'll kind of move along. I'm sure. But uh, personally speaking, so far, I've I've really been enjoying it, and I kind of still like it a little bit better than Overwatch. But I've played both of them about the same i think at this point so uh so that's the first thing that i was playing uh the other thing that i've been playing is also brand spanking new in fact it's so new that it's about 24 hours old as of this recording brand new game on android and ios plants versus zombies heroes Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love the reactions. <laughs> um, so this is basically, like, if I were to oversimplify this, this is basically the hearthstone of Plants vs. Zombies. And oh. all of your plants and zombies are, like, superheroes now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so the idea, it's definitely a card-based type game, and you definitely have a sort of hero idea where, you know, the, the goal is to kill the hero on the other side who has a certain number of hit points, uh, and you play through a deck of cards. So you have a certain deck that you shuffle up, and it random draws, and uh, you have a set amount of points that you use to play, you know, say your first round, you get one. In, in this, it's sun. You know, in, in uh, Hearthstone, I think it's mana, 
I believe that you get. And uh, so you start the round with one point, and you get two points on the second round, and three sun points, and then four, and so on. And you're playing plants against zombies, of course. Um, and the differences, though, so in Hearthstone, you basically just have one big open play area, and you pretty much just play things as you can. Uh, you have a hero ability that you can spend mana on. The same thing kind of applies here. Um, but the the difference here is that they sort of mix in the plants versus zombies idea because as you play characters, they actually go into lanes. So there's like five lanes that go across uh, vertically across the, the board, and as you play your characters there, as you play plants, you play them in a certain lane. Um, the zombies can play them theirs in a certain lane, and basically then you take your turn and you fight, and if you... Uh, you know, if you have a plant and a zombie in the same lane, they will simultaneously sort of uh, hit each other, and the hit points will be calculated, and, you know, any hits will not go to the hero, they'll sort of be stopped by the, by the card, by the character that you've got on the board. Um, so the, part of the idea is to so sort of strategize, can you stop a you know, a strong attack with a weak character who will just absorb the hits and die, um, you know. Sounds a little more like, um, Clash Royale in Hearthstone. Kind of, a little bit. It actually does have that sort of mobile... Um, I, I mean, I've played several games where... Like, like what's another one? Like, um, Swords and Soldiers. It's a little like Swords and Soldiers on the Wii, where you sort of can set things down, and then they'll just sort of go until they die. I mean, it, it does kind of have that element to it, I guess, a little bit, where the lanes, you, you sort of figure them out as they go. Um, and, you know, there are clever cards where they maybe have zero attack, but they, they maybe buff another card, or they, you know, there's, whole, there's a whole team-up idea where if a card has a team-up keyword on it, then they'll sort of give special bonuses or give uh, attack bonuses or health or, or whatever. Um, so as the player, you can play as either plants or zombies, and again, you, when you choose your heroes, uh, you might have things like, uh, I mean, one of my favorites is actually the starting character, Green Shadow, who's like a pea shooter, who's also got this, like, cape, and she's like a, a mysterious rogue sort of character who also casts magic or something like that. Um, but, but, I mean, it kind of strikes me that plants versus zombies could kind of be anything at this point. I mean, they can probably do anything with that IP that they want to. You know, your, your plants are superheroes now. Oh, okay. They kind of have, you know. They've done the shooter. Yeah. They did, you know, Garden Warfare. and yeah. And, and it definitely seems like... I mean, this even feels like a good fit. I mean, the, the style of this game, um, it's got kind of like this jazzy sort of soundtrack. It's done in kind of a comic book motif. Um, animations, like if, you're, if you use your special ability, it shows like your character flying through the air and like the anime background to show motion. And like, you know, she shoots a, an orb out. Or, or you might have your, your uh, robot uh, Z-bot or whatever it is who shoots missiles or whatever. And all of the abilities have their sort of special effects. Um, in between missions, they have comic book panels or they'll have like a, you know, special issue of a comic book and it shows like the two characters like clashing or something like that. And it, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, they still have stuck with the card pack idea that they've done in other uh, like the garden warfare type games where you um, as you play you sort of unlock these foil cards and that's kind of what goes into your uh, into your deck um, it is free to play I don't know if I mentioned that right at the beginning so you don't pay anything but of course they want to sell you these card packs I will say I haven't really noticed they've, they've been doing very soft sell in this game. I mean, you're not bothered to buy gems after every loading screen, which is, you know, kind of nice for once. Um, 
It does have a versus mode, so there's a lot of stuff that you can do. They, they have missions, quote-unquote. Those are the single-player games that you can play against the AI. Uh, they rotate those out, I want to say daily or every couple of days, but then they also have an online multiplayer that you can play against other people. Um, I haven't done that yet. I have this weird stress about playing card games specifically against other people. I don't know what it is, but I have just like these weird personal inhibitions about it. So I haven't tried that yet. But um, th th one thing that I kind of want to mention about the way the plants and the zombies work is they, they don't play symmetrically. It's almost like an asymmetrical sort of thing. The zombies always start, you know, they always start by placing their cards first. So that kind of puts them as a, at, a, at a disadvantage, I guess. I mean, in all of these card games, there is a built-in asymmetry because someone's got to go first. But the balance might be that when you play first, you might not have enough mana or enough sun, for example, to play, you know, the the usual cards that you want. So even though you get that first point, you can't do anything with it, but maybe you can, you know, top load your deck with a bunch of one cost cards or something. Uh, and then the person who goes second gets to see what you've done and kind of react to it. Uh, and they have that here, but zombies have sort of the, a special ability where they can play tricks. So they have almost what are the equivalent of spell cards, uh, which cost points, so you still have to pay for them, but they kind of have the ability to they go first, which puts them at a disadvantage, but they also have this extra kind of half turn, I guess you would say, where if they save a little bit of their sunlight, or brains, actually, I guess the zombies use brains, um, then they can, you know, play these extra trick cards that can kind of mess up the plants. Um, there are also terrain uh, bonuses, so there's usually an aquatic lane on one side and like a, a, a height lane on the other side, a higher terrain lane, so some characters will get bonuses, or some characters can only be placed on a certain uh, level. Uh, there are states, so frozen states, you can actually freeze zombies if you're a plant, you can use ice peas or, or whatever, you can actually use some special abilities to freeze zombies, so it's it's. I kind of appreciate the fact, I mean, we talk a lot in games about balance, and, and balance is important, but I really love a game that has a good asymmetry to it, and, and I think it kind of makes things a little bit more interesting. Like StarCraft 2, man. That's why StarCraft 2 is so awesome to yeah, play Yeah, so where the characters play totally differently. Absolutely. I absolutely mm -hmm. agree with that. That That is something. If you can if you can pull that off in a game and keep it fun for everybody, uh, that's like mwah, that's like, that's like really good stuff. Um, so yeah, this is out on Android and iOS. Uh, so far I've enjoyed it, and uh, it does cause my phone to heat up a little bit, so uh, I'm not sure what the system requirements actually are. I did find out the hard way that some of my devices are not compatible with this game, and I accidentally... Your Note 7 is going to heat up if you... Yeah, your, your Note 7 is going to heat up if you power it on. <laughs> just just be sure to uh, play it on the airplane, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, on my flight it was like, they are straight up banned, like that's... That's just the word, man. Not only that, but I think you can get fined for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I would for... imagine. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's fire. You can't even have them turned off and with you. You can't even take them. Nope. Even in like a disabled state. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's nope. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, don't play this on your Galaxy Note 7. Uh, play it on anything else that will work. Um, I found it the hard way on Android. If your device isn't compatible, it doesn't show you that in the, in the store search. So I ended up actually downloading one of those crappy you know, guides for Plants vs. Zombies Heroes or something, and I accidentally downloaded just crap on my device, but... Uh, and now you have a virus. On I know, I don't know phone. what it is. Might as well just throw that thing I away. Should. You're already, you're hacked. And a traded the Russians for, have you now. Traded in for a Galaxy Note 7. So, uh, yeah, try that out. There's nothing, I mean, if you're listening to this show right now, chances are you probably have a mobile device that will function with this, and, uh, you know, give it a shot. It's zero dollars, and, uh, you know, you might really enjoy it, and... Heck, I don't know. Uh, add me. Uh, Lawman is my uh, is my username. So add me on Plants vs Zombies Heroes and uh, tweak my my stress 
nerve, uh, you know, for, for playing multiplayer, you'll immediately have an advantage over me, I promise you. Uh, and that's it. So, uh, Battleborn face-off mode and Plants vs. Zombies Heroes. So Sweet. Some, some pretty good stuff. Both free if you, uh, well, free, quote-unquote, I guess, at least for uh, for that Battleborn thing. So, And listeners, uh, the Game Bite Show is always, of course, quote-unquote free. Uh, we don't cost you anything. You can download us anytime. Uh, the only thing we ask you for is your uh, everlasting adoration, really. That's, that's all we want from you. Um, Just sign here in blood. That's right. Please uh, never... Never forget us forever and ever. Uh, we love you. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, though, please do that. You know, you can do that on our website, GameByteShow.com, where you can find our RSS feed, our iTunes links, uh, whatever your podcast app of choice is. I'm sure you've probably already subscribed to us, but make sure that your friends subscribe as well. Part of your everlasting devotion is that you must evangelize everybody that you know to listen to the Game Byte Show. Uh, you can also evangelize them to watch our video show that we do uh, once a week over at twitch.tv slash GameByteShow. Uh, this past week, we jumped back into an old favorite, MechWarrior Online. And, uh, yeah, never heard of it. Yeah. Jared and I kind of got the bug again. I kind of just want to play more of that, so hopefully... In fact, I so had the bug. The very next night, I streamed more MechWarrior yeah, Online. and I missed it. It was I really good. I feel bad about that. But you can, if you missed it, also, you can check out our YouTube archive, youtube.com slash show. Take a look at some of that. Uh, go back and take a look at our back catalog of videos as well. We've done some interesting, entertaining, funny, insightful handsome stuff over at our youtube.com slash show. Uh, and if you'd like to say anything to us about any of this stuff, if you've listened to the podcast, watched the shows, want to tell us how great, great, great we are, you can find us on social media on Twitter. You can find us as a group at Show. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at LeGrant. And I'm at Red underscore I. Missing from the show tonight is our good buddy Dale Jones at Count Elmdor on Twitter. And, uh, Certainly, uh, I'm sure he's out there doing something very interesting, but... Uh, Playing WoW. Let me see. Probably. Dale, if you're listening to this, if you come back and talk about World of Warcraft again... Uh, you're, you're fired. You're, that's right. You're, you're getting the you're getting the whammies. Nah, he's, not, he's not in WoW right now, oh, so he's doing thank something goodness. else. Thank goodness. Anyway, uh, we, <laughs> so we'll be back again real soon to talk to you about video games at the top of the week here in just a few days. We'll be bringing you the news of the video game week, some new releases, and also a special topic of discussion, and we'll be back next week to talk to you about the games that we have been playing once again. Uh, until then, this has been your Game Byte Show. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.